Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. No Tony Kirk this week. I don't know why I give him billing. He's not here this week anyway. Uh, he's out until next week. It'll be uh, four days this week without him. Dodger Danny's going to be here tomorrow. But a special guest today. We get him when he gets in town every once in a while, and then we hold him hostage for an hour because... It's a master class, like having Rick Minner in here. You just get knowledge that you don't necessarily know you're going to get. Barry Norton's in here with us this afternoon. First of all, great to see you again. Well, it's good to see you. Good to be back in this chair. You, you, you look like a man with no stress. <laughs> you, 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 you look, your skin looks clear. You look like you've lost some weight. Your eyes are bright and shiny. Well, good. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I have. It's in thirty. This is my thirty-six year. It's uh, probably the less stress I've been yeah. through. So. Uh, I think your hair's turning away from gray. I think yeah. it's going the other direction now. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> it may be just going away. Uh, but no, it, it has been a, a less stressful, not coaching football for the first time in for, forever. Uh, so it has been a lot, a lot less stressful. You know, uh, Joey Florence at Denton Ryan. Um, Joey was a head coach at Denton Ryan for forever. Now he's the AD over there. And, uh, when, I, when I got the job, took the AD job at Birdville, he called me and and he kind of lectured me on how this thing right, goes. Right. And, and uh, he told me, he said, you're going to miss coaching. You're going to miss uh, the camaraderie with the coaching staff. You're going to miss seeing a kid, you know, go from not being a very good player to being a good player yep. and see them accomplish some of their goals. And you're going to miss the team part of it. But he said, what the part you won't miss is not being able to sleep at night and staying up all night worried with, you know, is your running back in trouble? How are their grades? All the different things. Did practice go well? Right. All those things that, that don't let you sleep all the time. He said, you won't miss those. Right. How, how do we stop the other team's dive play? That's that, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so, and he's right on that. Uh, I do. I miss I miss the uh, the everyday work with the with the coaches. I'm sure. I, I, miss, the, I miss being with the kids and, and um, getting to do I miss all the scheming and all that part of it. Uh, but it's been really good. It's a completely different perspective where I am now, um, and it has been fabulous. I, my superintendent, Dr. Stenson, um, most people in this area know she was she Gail was Stenson. Our, yeah, you know, she was our principal. Uh, she was at Pleasant Grove for a while. She was uh, superintendent at Atlanta, so she's been around here. She's incredible. Uh, the job is so big, and the place is so big. Uh, I think we're twenty-three thousand students in the district. Uh, we got twenty. 20 elementary schools, seven middle schools, three high schools. and uh, So there's a lot going on. Just a little old place. Yeah. 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 I mean, the beauty of it is Birdville. So there's, I don't know, we have five or six cities in Birdville. So we have Richland, North Richland, Watauga, Haltom. Uh, I can't remember all. Don't leave anybody out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we have several cities. So you have to work with everybody, all different entities. Right. And, uh, so it's really cool. And, uh, you know, and, uh, it's it's almost as if you had all of Texarkana. And just like it is, and and I was the athletic director of all three high schools, right? And, and uh, so it, it's really a neat thing. It, it really has been fun, and uh, and I'm learning my role. You know, I, I went out one day. It's a good story. Uh, went out one day. And we were kicking. One of the teams were kicking and okay. kicking extra points, and they can't. I mean, kicker. If you were over five eleven, there's a chance you get hit in the head with the ball. And, uh, <laughs> and it, but he was doing things wrong. And uh, I got through with that drill. And I told the head coach, I said, I can fix that in two minutes. And then I caught myself, and I said, listen, that's not my Can't job. I apologize. I am sorry. That's not what I'm here for. I just came to observe. Y'all go about your business. He said, no. I said, no. I'm, I will only give advice if asked. So, uh, Did he I ask? Away. No. no he I, I just got away and went on. And it was the backup kicker. By oh, the way. Okay. All right. So that made me feel better about it. So. But it's, it's been a real – it's been fun. It's been a blessing. Well, it's good to see you, first of all. Well, I mean, we start you. with that because it's been forever. Um and, and it's nice to know that you're uh, you're still well in the middle of it. You uh, you were at a place we were a couple of weeks ago when uh, we were in DeSoto watching Longview and uh, Alito play. Unfortunately, we didn't get to visit with you because the weather was so bad. You were the only one smart in the place and decided to get in your car and go home at halftime, yeah. not stick around. But uh, have you gotten a chance to catch games this, this season at all? I have. You know, I've got – of course, we have a game – at our stadium, we, obviously with three high schools, there's a game every Friday night. Right. And then there's a game – some Thursdays and some Saturdays. So there's always contests going on. And uh, when I get a chance, I go see some others. Uh, I went over I went over the state championships 
Friday and went and watched the first half of the Carthage game. You know, it was 15 miles from me. Yeah. So I went over there. I mean, I left at 10, 15, went over there. Now, I paid $25 to park, but uh, my coaching car <laughs> Which is a whole free. different conversation oh, yeah. we'll have in a minute. Yeah, it's crazy. So we anyway, I went and watched the first half, and it wasn't even a ball game. So I left, went back to the office, yeah. and I was back to the office at, what, one thirty or whatever. And So it's neat. I can get to wherever. And, sure. And uh, so I got to see a couple. I got to see Longview. I'm trying to think some of them, but I saw a couple of the ball games and and uh, always interesting to see them. We hosted we hosted several playoff ball yep. games at our place, and uh, so a lot of fun times. Now you, you make mention of Carthage. Obviously, Scott wins another one. Mm-hmm. He and and uh, Coach Buchanan at uh, Alito mm-hmm. are just putting up ridiculous numbers. And I know Buchanan's part of a two man crew that they had one kind of in his interim. He's back mm-hmm. again for another round of this. How high can they go? I mean, we're starting to uh, 10, 11, 12. Can they get to 15? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Scott can. Really? Have you seen anybody better than no, that? No, I have not. Well, I mean, I'm not taking away from, from Wimberley, but it was, I mean, what did it take, two minutes in that ball game? Yeah, it was, realized it, yeah. it was It wasn't going to be fair fight. No. And, you know, Scott's got Scott and him do a great job, but they've got better players than their other teams. I've not seen anybody, and I've seen them several times through the year, I've not seen anybody that's really even kind of close to them athletically. Yeah. And, and and Scott has a great has done a great job uh, with his offense and and Darren's over doing a great job defensively yeah. and and you know when you're just when you're better it's just hard to overcome that and, and it almost requires for Scott and them to screw it up and they coach too well to do that so right. I, I don't see why I mean I'm I'm guessing they'll come out as the number one fa- the favorite for getting next year yeah why wouldn't they and uh, you know I was talking to Scott this summer and he told me he said I have six really really good receivers. <laughs> I mean, not every team people have six really good yeah. receivers. At 4A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and the quarterback, I think, is a baseball guy, maybe yeah. going to A&M, yeah. maybe. So the slot receivers, uh, I think, is a, a Division One baseball guy. Uh, so they're good athletes. They play multiple sports. Uh, but no, and, and they do a great job with them. So. And we talk about, Tony and I talk about this all the time, schools like that that get it going mm-hmm. and get six extra weeks of practice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, for for a freshman that's coming into Carthage mm-hmm. this year that just got six extra mm-hmm. and will probably get six extra, by the mm-hmm. time they get to be juniors and seniors, they've had an extra full season yeah. of practice over kids that went, you know, 0-10 oh, no, and got out. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I mean, it's like Scott's son, uh, Jet. Jet's a freshman quarterback, and uh, he got to play in a bunch of games this yeah. year. And he played, he played the other night in the state championship game. And uh, yeah, you get a bunch of snaps, and and it really becomes what the expectations are. You know, we're expecting to win it, and uh, you know, and, and they would have won it in four A Division One, but when they went, I mean, four A Division Two, I mean, yeah. it was yeah, it's almost unfair. not fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I say that Glenn Rose played him real well. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a four it was a four turnover game for Carthage. That's right. That's right. And, and they turned it over four times in a row. And, yep. And, and kept Glenn so, Rose in the and, game. Like I said, it's one of those things where you almost have to beat yourself. Uh, to keep from happening, and they coach them too good to do that. And, and a couple of weeks before, Gilmore played them tough, but mm-hmm. still lost by three scores. I mean, yeah. it just that's yeah. just it. You can play yeah. them real well, and mm-hmm. about as good as you can play if they yeah. don't make mistakes, and that's about as close yeah. as you can get. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, they've got it all. They're not uh, – I remember when Scott first went there, he came up our place. We had a great scrimmage, uh, but they were big. They're big. Offensive yeah. and defensive lines were big. And that's typically what separates you. When you get into the, – the break point to me is kind of 4 and 5A. You know, when you get in that, the difference starts becoming size. Guys with big guys. Right. And, and, you know, obviously the bigger the classification, the bigger kids. But they've always had the big kids. I mean, really big kids. Yeah. Uh, and the offensive and defensive lines. and He's got know. two sophomores defensive tackles. Yeah. And he's got two more years of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. You can't run up the middle for two years on yeah. them. Yeah, Scott and I was at a golf tournament this summer with him. He was with Jet playing, and other coaches are with us. And he had been watching them. He said, "God, have you seen his linemen?" Yeah. I said, "No, I hadn't been down there." <laughs> you but, don't want to. Uh-uh. <laughs> now he's got a great team and a great program, and, and uh, that'll be hard to beat. Now here's Alito, mm-hmm. which has has done this through two two different coaches mm-hmm. and moved up. You were talking about Carthage moving down. Alito keeps moving up, yeah. and keeps having success. Mm-hmm. You know, soon they're going to be flirting with six A. Argyle's coming behind them. They're probably soon going to be flirting with 5AD1. Mm-hmm. I mean, if these guys get up, are we going to look at 7 and 8 just to get away from them at the top? You know, I think when you – like with Alito. Uh, Alito's sitting down there outside of Fort Worth. Right. Uh, very, very affluent, wealthy area. Uh, they always seem to get a couple of kids out of the Fort Worth area that join them. And um, 
and it, I remember back in this back go back to eight nine somewhere in there. Uh, I had talked with Gary Patterson. He had talked to me about possibly joining the staff. So Justin Fuentes, who Memphis, right. Virginia Tech, right. and uh, Jared Anderson, they were co- got moved to co-coordinators, both of them young as they could be. And back then, you could only have eight guys on the road recruiting. So typically, the coordinators came off the road. Well, Jared had done everything in East Texas in the recruiting, was fabulous at it, uh, as good as there was in East Texas. And uh, and Gary come, came to my office, and he he talked about it. He said, we've never had one of your kids, but if you said a kid can play, they can play. Right. And uh, he said, if we if Jared comes off the road, would you be interested in doing so? And I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk to you if that's the case. Well, immediately, Jared said, okay, if you if you move over here, you want to live in Alito. You want your kids to go to school in Alito. Yep. And, and that's kind of the thing. Uh, so they sat down there with really good players. Yep. They're co- completely committed. Uh, and if you look at, if you look at most, most, or lots, I shouldn't say most, that's unfair. Uh, you know, the Alitos, Highland Parks, Westlakes, like the, the really affluent, wealthier districts, um, Carthage, Carthage is, is, fits the bill. Uh, that's who's winning. Yeah. That's who's winning. Go into Arkansas, same thing. Yep. Exactly who wins. Yep. And, and a lot of it is, a lot of it to me comes down to, uh, kids that are coming from uh, oftentimes two-parent homes that uh, that have had success, that expect their children to be successful, expect that if you know practices at seven o'clock in the morning, you be there at six forty-five, right. and and have the means to do all that, the the nutrition, the training. I mean, the training over in, in the, the Metroplex. I mean, I, it's opened my eyes. Everybody's everybody's on club teams and doing all those things that other schools and other kids don't have access to. It makes a difference. It's an ongoing argument for folks in Texarkana, mm-hmm. in Longview, mm-hmm. who match up against the Highland Parks and the Alitos, yeah. and look around going, "Gosh, it used to be." And, and, and I'm not taking it completely away, and it's not 100-0, but it used to be the hungry kids mm-hmm. that come from impoverished situations saw that as the ticket out, and they, they got that. And it was, well, the affluent kids, you know, getting hurt playing football takes away the potential of the revenue they're going to make later on when they use their brain, not necessarily they use their body to get it. It almost feels like we have flipped that script, at least at the high school level in Texas, where all of a sudden the way you describe it and the way, again, the the folks in Longview, Mm because I'm very plugged in there, talk about it an awful lot. The facilities are so much better at that place. Mm -hmm. The training so much better at that place Mm -hmm. that a a school like Longview, a school like Texas High, just doesn't have the same access because their parents don't have the same money. That's right. Well, just like to go to Texas High. Okay, so... Texas High, there's not club swim around here. There's not, you know, but so at Texas High, we filled the gap with that by starting swimming in the sixth grade. Before I got here, the year before I got here, they were swimming in the fifth grade. Right. So tennis, same exact thing, seventh, eighth, eighth tennis. So you're filling the gaps of those where other schools, if they don't have that, all of a sudden, well, those sports are out. And, and so you're, you're fighting that thing all the time. But now, if you look like at Highland Park, um, and we played them three times. And everybody go no. What they are is they're really athletic, they're really really big, they're really really disciplined. Uh, you know, Stafford was a quarterback and Kershaw was a center. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guys playing major league baseball, <laughs> the best curveball in the world. So. Yeah. Um, so they're really athletic. Because you're just going, oh well, they're not. T-. Yeah, they are too. Yeah. And then there's a hundred of them. You know, I remember there was a time when there was almost, they had nearly a hundred on their varsity, and and it, you weren't a sophomore. And really, there was a time where it was almost you had to be a senior to get a chance to play. Yep. And and you think, well, those little bunch of spoiled kids. Maybe they are. But they're good football players. Yeah. And, and I will tell you a funny story. Oh, um, Derek Dooley, he was at he was at Missouri. He had been a, he'd coached the Dallas Cowboys, and his son played at Highland Park. Well, he he'd gone up to Barry Odom to Missouri. So I'm I'm going up there watching him. I'm visiting, and we start talking. Well, his son was a wide receiver, and he was a starter, and he got hurt, and he came back, and he wasn't playing. And the rule is, you don't go talk to Randy Allen. Nothing. The dad, if you go, if a parent goes talk to him, right. your kid will never Dirt play black. again. <laughs> and he said he knew it, and he said, you know, here I am frustrated. And uh, so his son went and talked and said, what do I need to do? And sure enough, he worked his way back in. But right. it was. Uh, it's not like the parents are running the program. No. It's, this is how it's going to be. 
And if you don't like it, I've got you know I've got seventy five more over here yep. that want to do it. And those kids will pay the price to be a Highland Park Scott. Yep. And uh, and I think those are the things. Those are the things that really make a difference. I think you could anytime you have those kind of numbers, you can push your teams harder. You can you can have better competitive practices. And you always have that guy in the back of your mind. If I don't perform well today, Monday, that guy will take my spot. Yep. And, and that's really what happens. And uh, so you can't find a guy that's done a better job than than Randy Allen has for the last forty years, I guess, as a head coach. Had a chance to do a game there last year for the first time. Had never been to Highland Park Stadium, mm-hmm. and it's tucked in the middle of Highland Park. Mm-hmm. It's not like big, huge stadium. Oh my, it's in it's in the middle of the block. Yeah. And it's intimidating as all get out. Yeah. There's so much wealth around it. If you're a yeah. kid that doesn't come from that, and you start looking around going, oh, my gosh, these are there's mansions across the street from the yeah. football stadium. This is crazy. But I love John King. Mm-hmm. His team, as disciplined as they were, mm-hmm. could be goaded into making silly mistakes mm-hmm. by Randy Allen's team, yeah. which didn't make those same mistakes. Yeah, oh, no That's the best way I can explain it. Yeah. And, and to put a bow on the conversation, i got to take a break. Uh, the uh, safety for Alito, mm-hmm. uh, Gillespie, his dad's a DC at TCU. There you go. So it's exactly yeah. what you said. Move, yeah. to, move to TCU, coach there, your kid's going to go to Alito. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. It's Barry Norton in the chair, 16 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan, 107.9. <laughs> back 19 minutes after five o'clock leaving the yard chuck zach in studio today no attorney kirk this week he'll be back next week but barry norton sitting in with us today and we've been talking about uh, certainly high school football we uh, threw carthage and we threw uh, alito out there a little bit uh the dallas area for years and years dallas isd could not get a state championship now all of a sudden you start looking around going, well, there's one and there's two and here's another one. Mm-hmm. South Oak Cliff got a second one and yeah. Duncanville mm-hmm. finally gets the state championship. Congratulations, uh, Coach Sample's been trying forever to get one and, and gets one. Uh, why? Why all of a sudden is, is Dallas starting to have so much success? Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know the, the coach of South Oak Cliff personally. But evidently, he's done a fabulous job. Yeah. A fabulous job. You know, they've always been really athletic, and you always wonder when will they put it together. Well, I think he's the guy that's gotten it together. And and that's so much of coaching. Uh, you can be a great coach and be a bad fit, but I think he is the fit. I think he's he's from the area. He 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 believes in those kids, and uh, he's got them playing football the way he wants them to. And and they're they're gifted now. They're going to look at the roster and see where all of them are going. They got they got some really talent. And then I don't think anybody can argue Duncanville and DeSoto's talent through the years. Uh, I mean, it's always there. And I mean, you look up who was it Duncanville and and uh, Glen Park North Shore. North Shore, yeah, yeah. Four years in a row now. Yeah, if you yeah. put those two to combine, they'd probably be you know more athletic than LSU. You know, <laughs> I mean they'll have how many? I mean how many Division One guys are you going to have out of those groups? Uh, it's amazing. Dozens. Yeah, you know I remember when I was at West Orange Stark, uh, North Shore, and I can't think the guy David Amon was the head coach, and Coach Hooks used to talk all the time about it. it's unbelievable how much talent's that place, and because he had been around that area forever. I mean, and, and then you start seeing it. Now John Case is has done a fabulous job with it, and he's there every year with them. And and uh, but I, I tell you, what everybody's got to stop and look at. I can say this now, and I can whine and complain. <laughs> in in all our time at Texas High, we were always the biggest division. We we're always in Region Two. And and I bet you we're going to talk about you know the locations of games and all that. Yeah. So okay, it's always region one. You know, you get one, two, three, four, and then right now, if you're in region two, it's brutal. It is. It's brutal. It's completely. If you if we won't talk about fair, if we want to talk about fair, it is completely unfair. You cannot make it more unfair than it is right now. And you take the teams, and if you go back and look at them, let's start Denton Ryan go, goes west. Uh, South Lake Carroll used to go west. Stephenville, when their runs went west. Yep. South Lake, or excuse me, uh, Lake Travis, West Lake, all those go south. 
Well, I was talking to David Plunk. You remember, sure. you remember David? David was at, uh, this was three or four years ago. They, he was at Denton Ryan. They, they won the state championship, I guess, whatever that year was. David said they played their JV in the second half in the in round four, I think it was. Mm. Well, you're healthy. You're fresh. You're not in region two. Yeah. Not in, re- in 2008 or nine. I don't remember what it was. So Longview wins the league. We finished second. Uh, Sulphur Springs finishes third. Sulphur Springs wins a small school right. state championship. Five of the top eight teams in the state of Texas in Class 5A, Division One, were in Region 2. We got beat by Waco Midway, a really good Waco Midway team. Uh, Longview goes for two to beat them. And I don't think John – when John King retires, we'll ask him uh, if that was good or not because there was some d- d- doubt whether that thing got across the line or not. Uh, but, but like John and I talked about today, he was – they had to beat they – had, they had to go through them, Dallas Carter, Denton Geyer. I mean, it's just a list. It's a murder's row. And you're beat up. Yeah. You're beat up. And then those other guys been down there acting cool, sitting on the yeah. sideline eating hot dogs for, you know, half, half of the game. game. That's right. And healthy. Uh, so when when everybody complains about anything in Texas high school football, probably after by district we ought to reseed the things, and maybe maybe Texas County you go out and play in El Paso. School. Oh, yeah. I know it'd be bad on travel. Oh my! But God. if we're looking for fairness, because region region one and region four are just not near no. strong as two and three, and three's not as strong as two. No. I, I saw something on Twitter the other day had a graphic and it showed where all those champions came from. Yep. Well, just circle region two and look at who's in there. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's it's nuts. They're bigger and they're faster. Yeah. Let's start with that. No they're doubt. bigger and they're faster. No doubt. No doubt. So reseeding, which is, is certainly an option. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can do it after by district. It may have to take a couple of rounds to get it flushed out a little bit more. Yeah. But is that, I mean, has that ever been a conversation? You've been down there talking to yeah. these folks. Yeah. Nobody will ever, three and four will never go for it. Why would they no, ever? No, no, no. It, you know. Uh, no, you'll never get it done. No, it's not a chance. Half, There's the, no chance. half the state's going to tell you no, and yeah. you're going to have to try to convince the other yeah. half, all of them, to yeah. do it. Well, there's probably – I mean, there's been years like – I mean, it could have been Carthage or Gilmer win the state championship. Right. You know, just right. coming out of that region, you were going to win it. didn't matter. You were going to win it. And, right. You know, the same thing with the other ones. But I, I think it's uh, it's it's a little tough to do. I mean, it's in track. It's in everything, pretty yeah. much. Uh, this region, too. It's just better. I mean, it's better and it's brutal. But you know, I don't know why you can make it fair, but it it really is an unfair deal. And and what will we ever get to it is like this weekend. There's a bunch of lopsided football games. They sure were. The best game, the best game in four A, obviously was uh, Glen Rose and 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 Carthage. Yeah, that was much better than that yeah. thing I watched. In the state that. semis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you get a lot better games. So I don't know if there's a way. Maybe when you get to the eight, you could you could some way you know score that thing and, and break everybody down and say, okay, here's the eight best one. You play eight, two, you play seven. And, and uh, let's figure it out from there. But uh, yeah, I know. It. Yeah, I know and it. that may be a thing. Yeah. And I don't know if there's enough support statewide to care mm. about reseeding. Yeah. I mean, I, I just – there's a little money involved, certainly, and there's travel involved, certainly, mm. and UIL's constantly begging for money that they don't have enough. But, yeah. but you, you kind of look at it and think – this could be done better, but yeah. it's such a huge state. Sure, you're asking sure. kids to have to be in a bus for eight hours to go tra- travel to play a game. Yeah, well, to win a state championship, you probably would. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about rotating it? What about rotating the games out of Arlington? Now they've been at Jerry's World for a few years now, mm-hmm. and the folks in the southern part of the state are going, "Well, wait a minute now. You know, you're sleeping in your own bed, maybe if you're yeah. the eleven o'clock game." Yeah, it's un- it's unfair. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's. Um, Golf. We played golf. Uh, Jay Brewer was a golf coach, and we played, uh, and we lost by maybe two to uh, I think it was Vander Austin Vandergriff, and we played on their home course in the yep. state tournament. Probably not fair. Now they've done something about it. Nobody knows where you're going to play now, and until late, but it's still it's in the central. I don't know if there's a great answer. Uh, I don't like because I, I saw a couple of interviews where coaches said, you know, we practice twice this week. I, I think I hate that. Right. I hate that, and right. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the answer is. Uh, I would find out a way to practice another day. I mean, if I came up here, I'd, I'd call one of the schools with the with the indoor, which sure. everybody has them just about, and say, hey, "Can we come practice?" And uh, you know, I might we might leave go two days early so sure. we can practice on site and get everything done. But it is a, it is a burden. Uh, Could you see them moving it one year to Houston, one year to San Antonio, one year back to Dallas, or is this just so they fall in love with Jerry's world and all that it is that yeah. moving it from there just 
UIL yeah. won't do it. You know, I don't know. The UIL is going to look at which, which one's going to make them the most money. Then we had it in Houston a few years ago, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, I don't know if the attendance was as. Yeah, I don't good think it was as good. Yeah, so but it wasn't as good this year. I, somebody I saw it was ten percent down yeah. or something. And it probably has to do with that twenty-five dollar uh, parking. Well, and that's the other part of this. It's not just the twenty-five dollar parking, <laughs> yeah. but the entire experience is yeah. going up. I think I saw yeah. the average about ten percent increase in the price of going. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a family of four that don't have a coach's pass or a media pass like you and I would have, yeah. you want to take your kids to go spend the day. You get three football games. Yeah, if you want to sit all day long. Oh yeah, but you're also probably paying two hundred dollars to go do it. Yeah, right before Christmas. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's worth it. Uh, I mean, if you if you love football and you like to go watch it, it's a, it's one of the greatest experiences ever uh, for anybody. I've now I've seen some other states. You know, I, I love Twitter. Uh, I don't tweet. I just read it. Smart. Uh, yeah. Never <laughs> tweet. Trouble. Yeah, never tweet. Uh, but what it'll do, you see some of these other states where they're playing. One was in a just a mud pit. And then they're they're complaining about Georgia. I know there's a lot of complaints in Georgia that they don't play at the um, in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, well, the way the, the did you see the call where the the guy was oh, yeah. short that? of the end yeah. zone and got yeah. called a touchdown. Was that far? Short? Oh, easy, yeah. easy yard, <laughs> at least half yard short yeah. of the end zone. Yeah, that was it's, it's crazy how they do it. So nobody does it better than Texas. No. Nobody, there's, and nobody. There's not a close second that I've been aware of. Right. Uh, but I think there are some tweaks and things we can make it. But you can make it better. Yeah, That's just it. No Maybe doubt. great. You can make yeah. it better. Yeah, but you know, you're trying to play a Thursday night game or a Thursday game or a Thursday morning game. And, you know, that's tough now. But I, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. You get through on Friday night and, you, and maybe a, well, it couldn't be Saturday. They couldn't, you'd have to play earlier. But if, if you got through on, on Friday night, then you had Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're going to travel one of those days. Right. You'd have to be creative in what you do. And uh, my my initial thought when I first saw it is, is now, this don't sit real good with all the rest of the people, but I don't know that you don't take your team, you know, that weekend. Yep. Drive Sunday. Yep. Just find your place, practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And there. And it's going to cost some money, but, I mean, if you're in the state championship, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't. And then, <laughs> say what you want to. You'll get your money back uh, somewhere out of that thing. So, uh, But that might be the answer. How I does mean, UIL justify increasing the cost? I, that I don't get. They I mean, sixteen percent. I know, but you got families yeah. coming for this. This yeah. isn't like it's a cowboy game. Yeah, and the, you're, you're doing the you know the luxury suites. Yeah, this is families coming from all over the state trying to watch their yeah. their grandkids, their nephews play football, mm-hmm. and you're you're gouging them like that. It feels like they. I, it feels like they made a mistake. Yeah, I don't know if they'll go back and maybe they look at empty seats. Yeah. and start looking at it going. You know, what were tickets this year? I don't know. Yeah. You know, to me, I think take the Walmart approach. Just get more people in yeah. there at a lower cost, yeah. and, and and let the experience be fabulous for the kids. And see, at the top end, they know they're going to fill it. Yeah, I mean, you know, oh, going to yeah. fill on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday's going to be a full house. You yeah. got the five big ones and and, and the two sixes. You know that seat's going to be. I and it may be a thing of I can't charge fans more for Saturday than I can for Thursday, so I'm yeah. going to put it all at the Saturday price and. Yeah. Sucks hmm. if your kid plays at 3A yeah, instead yeah. of at 6A. Yeah, no, at 6A. When you get up here in the 5 and 6A now, there's, there's some really I remember some talented football teams. Yes, there are. And it's yeah. worth the money. Exactly. It's worth the yeah, money. If you're, if you're somebody that wants to go watch three games of football, yeah. those are very competitive and very much worth yeah. but those lower lower levels. Yeah. And you talk about blowouts. Yeah. They, were early, they were over early, yeah. and you're waiting for the next blowout to happen in three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's not as much fun. Yeah, eating a $14 hot dog. No, yeah. <laughs> and paying $25 to park yeah. in Jerry's spot out there. Yeah. We'll take a break. It's 29 minutes, still 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. It's Barry Norton's voice you're hearing as we're talking all things football. we got to come back and talk about Arkansas for a couple minutes. Uh, certainly we had a, a new champion at the uh, 5A level, and Bryant just never loses. Uh, I don't know what Buck James has going on at Bryan, Arkansas, but it's sp- something special. And lots of coaching changes, including uh, coaches' take on, uh, on Mike Leach's passing. We'll come back and do that and more here on Leaving the Yard. All right, welcome back. We've got uh, about 26 minutes till uh, 6 o'clock leaving the yard. 
Chuck Zach in here with uh, Barry Norton today as he's uh, in town hanging out for the holidays. Yeah, we're coming back and uh, getting to see everybody. Of course, family and friends are here. and uh, That's why I told somebody the other day I love everything about my new job except my family and friend, friends aren't yeah, out there. Yeah, no, it stinks. So, uh, but, yeah, that it's always good to get back home and, and uh, get around. We're, we're still in our house here. we got a house here. We're still piddling it with yeah. it, trying to figure out if we're going to keep it, sell it, rent it, what we're going to do with it. And, you know, you hate to give it up because it's nice to come home and – uh, but I came home. And I'm I'm telling you, every leaf I think in Bowie County is in my yard right now. So. That's where they all went. Yeah, I was exactly. trying to figure they aren't in my yard, so they must have gone to yours. <laughs> yeah. So. How's Cleet doing? Cleet's doing great. You know, they Duke. I went out to Duke this spring to watch, and I'm I'm telling you, I really cringed watching. I'm going, oh my goodness, they're not going to be very good. Uh, and some said they were the worst football team in, in the country, and uh, they went eight and. Five. And now they could have lost one of those games, uh, but they very easily could have won two more. Uh, Sherry and I went out to watch them play North Carolina, and they should have beat North Carolina. They had the ball; they had a four-point lead. The ball's on, uh, let's say, the seventeen. And I've, so I've got, I've got my wife, my my daughter, Cleet's girlfriend, and uh, the other wives, and so families all around us. And they're going, "Oh, we got to score us! No, we need a first down. First down gets the clock almost gone. And up next play, first down. Yeah, flag, illegal shift. I said, okay, okay, it's just hanging. Burn the clock. Yeah. Max used two timeouts. Only has one left. Next play, touchdown. Duke's up, going to be up 11. Nope, flag. They called a, a chop block. Uh. And, now, I couldn't see it because I'm there in person. But I was talking to Scotty, and Scotty said he saw it and said the, the, the people on TV are going, eh, I don't know about yeah. that one. And then, so so they've gone back 20 yards now. They miss a field goal. North Carolina gets it, goes down the field. Quarterback scrambles. The the deep, the wide receivers in the back of the end zone throw basically throws Duke's guys down, <laughs> runs over, and he catches it, and he's standing now you got you got to look at it. <laughs> he has white shoes on, and you see nothing. There's no green between his foot and that. And he kind of hops back in, catches it. They yeah. look at it for ten minutes. They said touchdown. Touchdown. Lose. Yeah. Uh, the other one, Georgia Tech, goes at overtime. Georgia Tech scores a field goal. They get the ball first. They, they get a field goal. Duke runs tunnel screen, runs it down to the four yard line. They're going to tie it or win it, except they call it offensive pass interference on the, <laughs> on the tunnel screen. Now, I've been doing this a long time. I've never seen never. that. Never. Not on the screen. No time, even. It's behind the line of screen. Right, 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 right. Anyway, but they could have won those two. But I tell you, they did a fabulous job of, you know, they picked up a few kids in the portals. They have a dynamite quarterback, sophomore quarterback. He's fabulous. Really good player, good athlete. Um, they changed a culture overnight. I'm telling you, it was amazing how they went from – they had won – uh, two ACC games in the last, I don't know, five years. And here they are. They finished third, maybe. Going to a beat, bowl game. Wake Forest. Yeah. Uh, going to the bowl game. Their bowl game, I don't know which one it is. It's in Annapolis, and they're playing uh, Central Florida on nice. the 28th. So nice. it's been a really fun year. Uh, he's enjoyed it. Um, when we got to go up, we got to see everything. It was really cool. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever been. Have you ever been I've there? never been to Duke. One of no. the most beautiful places you'll yeah, ever see. That's what I keep hearing. They, their buildings are made out of what's called Duke Stone. That comes out of one quarry. The rocks, I mean, and it's gorgeous. The place is beautiful. Uh, so we go up there at midnight. Friday we get in there, whatever it was, and and Cleet takes us takes us into was it Cameron? Yeah, indoor. Cameron indoor. And and you know this is midnight now. I don't know if we're supposed to be in there or not, but he's got a key. So, so we're going go anywhere. That's right. And we're going in, and I'm kind of sneaking around, feeling guilty, <laughs> but it was really cool to see that. And uh, he's, he's probably got Shashevsky key. Yeah, he's got a. Uh, they've got a re- recruiting room, and uh, they've got it. You know, call it whatever you want to. It's ten. Goes on top of a barn, but they've got a little. Bill built like a shed. They take pictures and all the lights are glamming. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. Cleet's got a blow up bed. That's where he sleeps on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday nights. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, his mom's going, Oh, oh poor baby. It, uh... like, hey, look at it. It's a nice mattress, and hell, he's fine. It's better than a dorm room. Well, Cleet said it, what it does for him is gives him 10 more minutes or 15 more minutes of sleep. He said 15 minutes home, 15 back to the start right. of the morning. Yep. And, uh, but he's had a, he's had a, time, uh, a great experience at Duke. Well, good, good. Uh, uh, Arkansas for a minute. We mentioned uh, Bryant won again. That's mm-hmm. five in a row, I believe, for for Buck James. 
at the top level in Arkansas. No, I know it's not the top level in Texas, but mm-hmm. we, I, I saw them play last year against Longview. Brian's legit. That's yes. a legitimate football yeah. program. You yeah. can scoff all you want to if you're on the other side of the state line. They can play football. Yeah, they're really good. They've got a good – he's done a for that fabulous – what's that, four or five in a row now? Five. Five in a row, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's sitting in a good spot. Yeah. Got, you know, uh, and he's got a good he's got a program going the right way. I was talking to John King about it about him when they're playing. Yeah. He, he was looking for a game. I said, John Bryant's looking for one. Well, he's sure. so they're pretty good, but yeah. you'll be all right. He, he cussed me. He said he wanted them he didn't want them to be that good. No. You know? No, but, but it was good, good for them. Football. It was, it was good, it was good for football. Yeah. Good football team and uh he does things the right way. Tough football yep. team. So uh, not surprising. Pulaski Academy bumped up. You guys had to deal with them when you were over at Arkansas mm-hmm. High at 5A. Finally, the state, I think, recognized. I think it's – if I remember right, you win a certain number, you yeah, automatically up. move up. Yeah. And I think that's what happened to Pulaski. They didn't win a championship, no. oh darn, yeah. this year. But, you know, Texas has talked over and over again about do you add the privates in? Yeah. Do you add them in at all? Do you see it ever adding in in Texas? I hope not. I hope not. I'm anti. This sounds terrible. I'm anti private school guy playing with public school. No, I get you. I'm completely against it. Uh, let me give you. It's just not the same rules. Everybody can say it's the same rules. It's not the same rules. And it you does, mean rules not on the football field? Yes. You mean outside off the football field? Good, right. Little Rock Christian, Pulaski. Yep. They have scholarships. They call it what they want to. It is a scholarship. Sure. And I think they even call it scholarships. They're saying it's not for athletes, but 46 of the 54 are. Yeah, you know, and so you kind of try to figure that out. But it's, it's completely unfair. And, uh, and, and they do a fabulous job coaching them, a fabulous job. Sure. Kevin Kelly did a great job coaching. Uh, but when you, you can kind of go ahead and pick your team out of Little Rock, you ought, you ought to win a bunch. Uh, so I hope it doesn't happen in Texas. I really don't. I, I, when's the last time you heard of Evangel? Christian. Haven't in a long time. What happened? Everybody originally they were saying, "Well, let's move them up a class, move them up a yeah. class." Move. Well, they got five A, and they were winning every state championship in Louisiana. Right. What you did is you gave them a platform, and now they go, "Okay," and because I tell everybody all the time, the New England Patriots only get fifty three players. You don't need you don't need a million when you can recruit them annually. That's right. So they, they've got they got their fifty three. They go out there and win everything, and then all of a sudden they said, "I tell you what, you're going to play back in your classification." So they moved them down to two A. Now that platform's gone away. Nobody yep. cares about it. No. Nope. So they've gone away. So that's kind of how you made them disappear. Right. But now the two A teams had to deal with it. That's and, right. And, and it's unfair and for them. It was for a while, but then all of a sudden the, the shine came off that penny a little bit, and not everybody's dying to go to Evangel. And actually, there's some two A teams over whipping them now. Too. Are there? So, yeah. Turnabout so, finally. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm you know I'm not taking anything away. We played Little Rock Christian. They did a fabulous job coaching their kids. Fabulous job, um, and probably out coached us, but. It's just not a fair. It's not right. a fair fight. And uh, I mean, if I could just recruit and get every kid I wanted out of Texas County, we'd go win it every year. Well, yeah, in, in Arkansas. I mean, I don't have to be in Little Rock. Yeah. I just need the Texas County area. Sure. And so I think it's that's kind of what you're dealing with. And I hope Texas stays like they are and let the private schools have their league. And and, and I th- then that kind of makes that fair. If you are uncertain, think of one or two Alito's losses were to the private school champion this year. Yeah. First week of the season, so yeah. they could that level. Mm. You mentioned Bill Belichick in New England. Mm. All right. Mm. Now, now, yesterday, of all the teams and all the coaches that you would never say a player with no time left is going to do maybe the – I don't want to say stupidest thing. Yeah, that's a, that's been, a perfect that's, word. <laughs> there have yeah. been some stupid things done by players, but trying to throw – you got a tie ball game. Yeah. You got what, and and the running back actually admitted we had a draw play call. Get as much as you can get. Go down. Let's go to overtime. The end. Mm-hmm. He said I made the mistake by lateraling in the first place. So mm-hmm. he lateraled to a receiver yeah. standing nearby, who then decided to run backwards ten yards, throw the ball backwards yeah. another fifteen yards to a Las Vegas Raider who took it for a touchdown. Yeah. Of when that whole sequence, I didn't watch it live, but when that whole sequence was described, and I'm. Like, okay, well, that wasn't New England. That, there's yeah. no way Bill's team did yeah. that. Uh-uh. How do you even say anything? No, I don't. You know, I, I, so I'm watching it on on my phone, ESPN GameCast. Who just says, okay, the score's 24-24, yeah. Patriots have the ball, 10 seconds left. Right. And I'm going, okay, you know. Overtime. Yeah, overtime. And then all of a sudden it just flashed and changes. I'm going, what, what happened? And I couldn't figure out because I couldn't get on my TV. And um, so – I, and then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, they say it's brutal, that he's really brutal in a, in a film session, you know, trying to oh. be perfect. I can't imagine uh, what that was going to be like. And 
But I'll tell you what I did appreciate. Number one, Jacoby Myers was the receiver. Yes. Uh, and he's a great story. I mean, I might have been an undrafted guy. He's a really good pro player. Uh, and he said, it's my fault. I tried to be a hero. Uh, I would like to ask him, you're throwing it to Mac Jones. Right. Mac's got 50, 55 yards to go from if he does catch it. And there's Why are you throwing it to him? Nobody near him yeah. that's on your team. Yeah. And then, But then Mac turns around and says, it's my fault. I'm, I should have made the tackle. Yep. Well, you know, that's that's a good sign. There's some good things in there. Sure. Uh, it's probably frustrating. They, they're what, seven and seven now. And, yeah, may not and, make uh, the playoffs because of that. Yeah. Very easily. They don't want in overtime. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 a different world. And I will tell you, I think uh, what you're seeing right now in pro football is a bunch of bad football. You're not kidding. It's bad football. You're not you kidding. Can't, you can't practice. You don't get to practice. Uh, Larry Zerline, I don't know if you know the name. Larry's, sure. Larry's a longtime NFL offensive line coach. He runs the Lone Star Clinic and the San Angelo Clinic. Okay. He's part. He's partners in, in those things. So he he was telling that. Uh, He's had NFL coaches that will call him. Will you work with these two guys? Because they can't. And and here's what we'd like to kind of work with them. And you know, so you're you're trying because there's just not enough time. So you know, you can get the wide out ready. You can get the you can't get the big guys ready. They're not used to and, and doing all those no. things. So you're seeing a ton of bad football. I saw I saw Tom Brady ask that question. Uh, Somebody asked him, said, you know, was it more parody you ever seen? He said, no, it's the worst football I've ever seen. Right. And, and there's, there's just bad football. And, uh, you know, you really need to have that uh, probably an older, more veteran team that's been around long enough and within, with that quarterback but you, know, you have you, a chance to win. We say that. We saw three games this weekend of 17-point leads that slipped away. Mm. Dallas, Tampa, mm-hmm. And the Colts. So we've yeah. got we've got a veteran quarterback on one and a Hall of Famer. We've got a you know middling top end Dak Prescott with Mike McCarthy. We've got a coach they pulled out of the booth and, and Jeff Saturday with I don't even know who's quarterback in the Colts today. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we, we got we got all three layers of, of experience and talent, and and they all blow leads. Yeah, you know Tampa Bay, they uh, Cincinnati beat them. I forgot the statistic. Anyway, they scored 24 points, only traveled 94 yards. and Interceptions you know, will do that to interceptions, you. Interceptions, yeah. fumbles. Yeah. And so they, they played the whole third quarter on a short field. Yep. Uh, Tom Brady threw it, you know, uncharacteristically was not good with the ball. Uh, but you see a team, just, what was the guy's name before him? Bruce Arians. Yeah. Maybe Bruce had had a bigger influence on that team than you think. Uh, and I'm, I'm the they got a lot huge, of injuries. Tampa yeah, had a lot of injuries. Yeah, of course, Gronk's not there, and we can yeah, go on and Tom on. Tom Brady's my favorite player of all time. I think he's the greatest player of all time. I think he's the greatest of everything, but I think he's gotten a little too cool with some of his stuff. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, well, that, you know, somebody after you all the time and pushing you all the time is a pretty good thing now. And uh, so I don't know. It's it's uh, it's some bad football being played, and hopefully hopefully it'll get better going forward. Hopefully it's better tonight. Packers are, are taking on the Rams uh, tonight. It better get better tonight. Do they have a shot at the playoffs? No, nah, I hope not. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. They just need to put that to bed now, so I don't have to worry the last yeah. three weeks. Yeah, We're gonna go. take a break. We'll come back. We got to talk about coaches when we come back. Barry Norton's in here with us. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan. One oh seven nine. Uh, last segment coming up uh, right now, and we certainly want to uh, talk for just a couple of minutes. Mike Leach passing a week or so ago uh, kind of threw everybody upside down. Um, you know, you were at a place at Texas High where I'm sure that Coach Leach, probably you guys crossed paths over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I, I was reading a thing the other day about Hall of Fame for coaches and would Mike Leach be in the Hall of Fame? And right now... He has no entry into the Hall of Fame because of years and because winning percentage wasn't sixty percent. And and do, do you wave the rules? And is Mike Leach a guy should be in the College Football Hall of Fame? Absolutely, absolutely. Take put Bear Bryant at the places he was and see if he wins fifty percent or sixty percent. I mean, he didn't. Win, he won in Pullman, Washington. I right. Mean, say that out loud and think about yeah. that for a second. I mean, it's not easy to win there. No. Uh, it wasn't easy to win at Texas Tech before he got there. You know, Spike Dykes had some years in there where it was done, but that was in the old Southwest Conference. And 
when everything starts expanding. But no, Mike Leach, I, they ought to put him in tomorrow. He had a phenomenal impact on football. Uh, college, pros, high schools. Uh, I, I saw something from Kirby Smart talking about the other day. He said, you can't go anywhere now that you don't see uh, his influence with the air raid offense and, and every high school. He said, we used to we used to be all uh, wishbone, split back veer, wing T. Right. And now it's all four wides and it's 95 wide cross and six and, I mean, all the things that he did. And, and that came from Mike Leach yep. and, uh, and his way of thinking. And, and I saw his – um, opening meeting with his, with uh, Mississippi State players when he took the job. And he said, we're going to do things different than everybody else, but we expect different results than what we've been getting right here. And that's what he did. He never questioned whether he could win or if it was good enough. And and uh, he's beaten a lot of good players, a bunch of good teams, and he's made his teams always competitive. And I think there was a misconception because I think he was he, he was tough on his kids and tough on his teams and yep. very demanding of them. Uh, and boy, what a what a guy, huh? What a guy. He came he came to practice one day, uh, and I want to say uh, Bill Biedenbaugh, I think was the offensive line coach who's now at Oklahoma. I think it was him with him. I think. Uh, but anyway, he he's sitting over there and and we're, so I'm over talking to him and. He said, Coach, what are you doing here? And I went, well, we're going seven on seven, you know, Pascal. And then down here on this end, we've got um, uh, we got uh, pass rush. He goes, I like that. I'm, okay. <laughs> then we flip it, what are you doing here? So, well, we got inside run. And we, right. Well, I like that. <laughs> Coach, what do you do? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was so inquisitive about stuff about how you do it and, right. and the more you listen to people talk about it and and uh the more you kind of but i think it's what he was and uh i saw where lane kiffin said that they might be the smartest person he's ever been around uh but i think it's that part of constantly asking questions and and caring enough to know want to know about uh you and what you've done and how you did it and i think it's one thing made him special which i think adds to the layer about being the smartest person he's ever been around mm-hmm. you know the guy that thinks he's the smartest doesn't ask anybody oh, else yeah. he yeah. just stands and mm-hmm. yeah the guy that actually is that smart yeah. asks because that's how he got that smart yeah. I, I tell you a great couple, two stories real quick josh heupel was at oklahoma played for him he was his quarterback right. you know now he's at tennessee but anyway he said when he was at oklahoma he was, josh would recruit this area and so leach was in down the florida keys the, his year off Okay. And he said he would call him. And he said he'd have to tell his wife. He said, no, I'm not going to be home for a couple of days. And it was literally, he'd go to work, get off work, and then it was go with Coach Leach. And he said me 2 in the morning here, 3 in the morning down the Keys, he'd call his <laughs> wife. Hey, get on the computer, pull this up, and send it to me. And But he was they were just talking football all right, the time. Right. And it was all hours of the night, because now he was a night owl. Yep. Uh, and, uh, but he would do that, and it was just forever and ever. And, and he just said... Uh, Josh said his wife would have killed him if she if he called her at two in the morning, wanted to look up some practice script I'm that sure. they had. But yeah, um, it's it's funny the impact on on, on Leach and the air raid. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin, fan mm-hmm. of Wisconsin. Forever, it's been three yards clouded dust kind of offense. Sure. And here they hire Luke Fickle, and now they bring in an OC, and they're talking about they're running the air raid in Madison, Wisconsin next they got year. Phil Longo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's one of them. Yep. The the air raid is. Goes back. Let me date you back real quick. We got time. You go back. There, Ray came from BYU when um, I can't think of the guy's name was the head coach years Lavelle? ago. Lavelle. Yeah. Under Lavelle. Yeah. So when I went to Stephen F. Austin in 1990, we had the offensive coordinator at Stephen F. Austin, Zane Zeminski, was a third string quarterback, GA from BYU, and it was the same thing. So 95. Is, is Y cross. You've heard it. It's yeah, one of the most sure. play, plays in the world. Not Y cross, Y cross, fastback option, Y cross, you know, every, everything you can do. But they went out there and said, give me those plays. And they, they took, you know, the ones they liked, at, got it to four wides because back then it was two backs, tight end. Yeah. You know, and Pro style. Said, That's we're going to get two, four wides. We're going to run the same play and we're going to run it over. And his deal was we're going to run it more times than you're going to practice against it. And we're going to be better at it than you are. And and four verticals for them is called six. That's just all it is, six, because yeah. you're throwing it vertical, we're throwing six. And, and I've heard stories of them pl- throwing that play, every play that day in practice. Only thing they remember was four verticals. Just run four verticals, four verticals, four. And this week we're going to be better at it than you are. And, 
And uh, but he was a he was a special guy, and that was not afraid to say anything. And uh, and I don't think I think he offended some people, I'm but sure most people did. Did not too much. I, I got a minute, so I'm going to ask you this: as we talk about Mike's passing, Deion Sanders going to Colorado. I didn't see the fit. You tell me I'm wrong. It's going to work. Well, I'm, he's going to get players. Yep. There's going to be players going. But now, here, remember this. They asked the AD, said, how are you going to pay for this? Or do you have the money? Where would you get the money? So we don't have it yet. But we're sure we're going to raise it. Right. Now, here's the deal. Those kids want to go play for Dion. But now in the day of the portal, what they're really going to do is want to go where the money is. Sure. And now, you can go up and play for Dion. If you're not, if all you're getting is three hots and a cot, they'll go somewhere else. Right. Somebody's going to pay them the money. So Dion better be able to find him some money to go along with that thing because uh, it's cool and flashy and everything. And, and, and in – uh, all you see of Dion on social media and all that, right. they say he's one of the best guys you've ever met in right. your life. Right. But when that camera goes on, it's prime time. It's Dion outside. It's prime time. That's how he's made his money forever, and he says it. So, see, I can't tell if if you see the locker room exchange with the kid that yeah, dropped the pass. I, like it. I couldn't tell if that was legit or the camera was on. Yeah, and that was that. I, that may be just me. He was Tim Brewster, who used to be at Texas. I've right. known him forever. Works for him. He's going with him to Colorado. Tim told Greg Davis that he's as genuine a guy as you'll ever meet. But, you know, when the cameras come, it's a different animal. Yeah. And uh, that's just, that's what you get. There you go. That's Barry Sanders. It's so, I'm Barry Sanders. Ah, yeah. man, it could be Barry Sanders. Yeah. Barry <laughs> I got Barry Sanders in my head all of a sudden. I don't know where that came from. Barry Norton, it is, uh, it's awesome seeing you again. Good to see you. Hope you and the family have a great holiday. It's good seeing you back in town. And uh, next time you're around, we'll, we'll hang on and do it again. That'd be great. And Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. All right, we'll take a break. 23 hours. Back tomorrow. Dodger Danny in here. I'm leaving the yard. You guys take care. Have a good evening. Hello, Arklatex. Mike Gillum here saying thank you 